Hi there, Caitlin here. Our mission at EB Academics is simple. Help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning frameworks, and genuine support so that you can become the best version of yourself, both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, that I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Teachers Club, the EB Writing Program, or the EB Grammar Program by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope to continue to support you within one of our programs in the future. And in the meantime, we look forward to serving you right here on the podcast each week. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode on the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. We are on episode 242, which by the way is crazy, 242 (laughs) episodes over the years. Um, And we're talking about a must-try classroom management activity. And this is going to allow your class to actually be able to handle group work. And we really want to be able to utilize that time with our students. Well, how can we do that effectively? How can we make sure that you know, we're not taking that away from our students because maybe they just aren't equipped necessarily quite yet with the ability to do that, right? I don't know about you, but I definitely had some classes where group work was a little bit more challenging than others. Um, So anyways, let's dive into it. Your classroom minutes are precious, right? So we don't want to waste any of that time with classroom management issues or anything along those lines. Some of you only have 45 minutes to get through your entire reading lesson. You have a quick writing connection. You introduce your next set of vocabulary words. You wrap up your grammar review, squeeze in some bell ringers, maybe some silent reading, right? Like it's tight. There is so much to learn and practice in such a little period of time. So we want to really, you know, make sure that we don't lose some of those precious class periods transitioning between activities, right? So many of you can probably relate to some of our students taking five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it might be. And let's say it's five minutes every day. Your students take five minutes of your class time to transition between activities. Multiply that by the number of days in a school year. And that's a lot. That's a lot of lost learning opportunity. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Jessica, to talk about our learning stations activity. Yes, because it's going to help you honestly get that time back, right? So this learning stations activity that we're going to walk you through today, it's going to help you shorten those transitions in class in order to create more space for learning, for growth for your students. And it's going to help students learn how to work well in a group so that they can form groups quickly. They can get straight to work. They can feel supported and then they stay on task, right? That's what we want them to do. But sometimes we can't just tell them like, okay, get into your groups. Like we need to show them, we need to model it. We need to practice it. And I want you to trust us on this one. Like you put in just a little bit of time with this fun lesson and its activities, it's gonna equal a ton of time saved throughout the year. So if you're already going, well, okay, but is it standards aligned? Like, I don't know if I have time to do an activity like this if we're not writing or reading or, you know, analyzing something. I truly think it's worth your time because again, you're going to reap the benefits later on when you get to lessons where you are analyzing and reading and writing. So some things to keep in mind before we explain this activity. We do recommend doing this activity at the beginning of the school year to really set students up to transition and work well in groups all year long. But if you've already started school or you just feel like, oh, I can't squeeze it in to this time in class right now, that's okay, right? You can apply the same exact activity later in the school year as a reset for your classes if they need it. And let's face it, most often they need a reset. (laughs) So most of the activities in this 
activity or in this learning stations, um, yeah, activity, they're not based again, specifically on language arts learning other than speaking and listening skills. So instead they're activities that really just require simple teamwork and critical thinking without prior language arts knowledge. So this is so students can really focus on, again, practicing the transition and the group work procedures without that added pressure of academics, right? Because that might take away from this. If they really are trying to analyze and that's already challenging and then it's like, wait, but I also have to focus on learning transitions and group, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. So we kind of tried to make it fun and easy for them. Yeah. And if you're an EV teachers club member, you already have access to these exact activities They're already done for you put together. It's a resource called learning stations, interactive activities to practice small group work. Um, so you can go ahead and search your EV marketplace for that. And if you're not an EV teachers club member, we'll share some ideas for how you can set this up, um, in your own classroom as well, you know, as, as implemented. So first thing that we want to start with is the setup. So in advance of doing this learning stations activity in your classroom, you're going to need to prepare five station activities that students will rotate through in small groups. So we're going to walk you through each of those five stations. So here are our ideas. Station number one is a rebus puzzle. Is that how you pronounce that word? It yeah. is. Yeah. So the, I just wanted to make sure I'm like, hmm, I haven't seen, <laughs> seen right? or heard that or said that in a very long time. Um, and these are like brain teasers that use pictures, symbols, or letters to represent words, phrases, or sentences. So these are puzzles like the word all is sandwiched between the words day and work, which translates to the phrase all in a day's work. Okay. So for this station, you would come up with like seven or eight rebus puzzles for students to solve. You would just print them on a piece of paper and leave them at the first station along with some directions for students for how to solve each puzzle. You could probably use what chat GPT. A hundred percent. You just yep. Google rebus puzzles. You're going to find so many, <laughs> so much. Okay. Station number two is puzzling words. And so for this station, you can use a site like puzzlemaker.com to easily create a word search. And you want to put like 15 words of your choice into the puzzle. And, and you can get creative with the words that you want to use. We like to use figurative language for our words. And at this station, students will need to find all 15 words in the puzzle, but they won't know what words they are looking for. Like that's the, the key. It's different. No word bank. So instead, you'll have 15 definitions, and students will need to figure out what the word is that matches a particular definition, and then go find it in the word search. Perfect. And then station three is called word ladders. To prepare this station, you'll create a few word ladders using only a starting and an ending word at the top and bottom rung of your ladder. So literally like you're gonna draw a ladder on a piece of paper and you're gonna have a starting word and an ending word. Students at this station will start with the word on the top rung and they have to change one letter at a time forming real English words as they go. And their aim is to use as few rungs as possible to get to the word at the bottom rung. So I think this is gonna be much easier to visualize if you have an example. So I want you to imagine a picture of a ladder and it has five rungs on it. On the bottom rung, you could write the word smart. And on the top word, you could write the word story. So students have to figure out how can they go from story to smart, just changing one letter at a time. So if they start at the top with story, they work their way down and they might come up with things like story goes to store, which they can change to stare, which can change to start which can change to smart. Are you visualizing that? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, that would be Perfect. very hard for me to do. 
it's so challenging. Like I, I can do some of the ones in our resource and like I can do them, but it, I like it. It's you got to use your brain. Yeah. And again, go on chat GPT, go on Google. You're going to find lots of examples for these. So you don't have to like, again, use your brain to come up with the examples. Station four is called rhyme time. So at this station, you'll prepare seven or so riddles that students need to answer. And the answer should be two words that rhyme. Again, ChatGPT, Google are going to be your friends with this. So I might say like, what is a soft item that insects can walk on? And the answer is a bug rug. So it's simple. It's silly. Like students will enjoy it. And then station five, I think this one might be my favorite just because I like how students interact in this one, but this is a group picture. So you come up with five questions for group members to answer at this station. And these questions can be totally lighthearted and silly. They, and they really just encourage students to get to know more about one another. So each question should have three possibilities with one of the possibilities always being a tie. And then depending on what answer the majority of the group gives, students will draw a picture based on directions you provide for each possibility. So again, I want you to imagine this. Picture question number one says, would you rather go in the past and meet your ancestors or go in the future and meet your great, great, great grandchildren? So they kind of discuss, they each give their answer in the group. And then what you've done is right underneath that question you've written, if most of you said great, great grandchildren, draw a house with three windows. If it was a tie, draw a house with four windows, et cetera. Like, do you see how that would work? And you just come up with whatever they're drawing. So it could be a house. It could be, you know, the image of the ocean with fish, whatever you want to come up with. <laughs> so your questions will continue like that until students create an original picture based on your instructions for each possibility. So each group will end up with a different picture because they're all going to have different answers. Yeah, that's fun. I love that. So once you've prepped your five learning station activities and you've made enough copies of each activity so that each student in your class can complete one, you're going to place them around your classroom, creating obviously five different stations. So then on the day of the activity, you'll start by talking about transitions with the class. So you're going to ask your class a question like this, you know, how long do you think it would take to pick up your belongings and move without running? right? From this desk in the corner to that room, to that desk in the other room of the corner, whatever. We're asking them these questions of how long do you think it would take you to do this? And students will likely give you answers in the form of seconds, like 15 seconds, 10 seconds, whatever it might be. And if students give a long answer, like three minutes, you can model it yourself to show them how quick that process should be. So go actually like show them and how it could be fun, have them time you. Then you want to ask, when a teacher asks students to move locations in the classroom, do they always move that quickly? <laughs> what no. might slow down the process, right? Explain that moving from one activity to another is called a transition and talk about things that slow down transitions, like, you know, physical obstacles. Sometimes that's the case. Like, for example, chairs to walk around, students standing in the way, students not hearing, students not listening to directions, students stopping to chat, students leaving their items out on their desk and having to go back for them, or that one student who just decides to take a really long time and I'm picturing him in my brain right now as I say this out loud. Then you want to explain to your students that today they are going to become the most efficient class in the whole school. After this lesson, you're going to tell your students that 
we will be able to transition between activities in less than 20 seconds each time. Like that's your goal. So something to note, if you do this activity with your students, you can use the timing marker that works for you and your students in your classroom space, right? Some classes at 15 seconds might be attainable. For others, you might need a full minute. Depends on your age group totally as well. You know what I mean? Um, So if you have students, obviously, with mobility issues, you can also leave out the exact time and simply say that students will move on the signal without wasting any time. So students who cannot move quickly will not feel like they're slowing anyone down. So we always want to be cognizant of that as well with our students. So the next thing that you'll do is you'll place students in groups of three to four and make sure that they have, you know, a pen or a pencil or whatever they're going to write with and explain that at each station they will visit, they will have an activity that they should complete and explain to them that this activity is designed to help them practice moving from one station to another quickly and efficiently, as well as using teamwork to accomplish these tasks. Like that's the desired outcome for this activity with your students. And you can brainstorm as a class, you know, what does it look like when groups are working as a team and accomplishing a task? How is everybody participating? Is everybody participating? Is there a certain noise level at a certain volume? So really it is to practice these skills. So then when you go to do small group work or whatever it might be with your students and transitions, when it comes to teaching ELA, they've already practiced this. The expectations have already been set forth, all that stuff. So then you're going to explain to the class that you're going to tell each group which station to go to, and they will begin work once every group is at a station and you've given the signal, okay, whatever signal you come up with. If you do not have any students with mobility issues, we recommend really pulling out a timer here. And it can even be your phone and you explain to them, okay, every time I ask you to transition, I will set the timer for 20 seconds or whatever time you come up with that's best for your class. And your job is to calmly and efficiently move to your new station within that time. You'll be at each station for about 10 minutes or whatever time you come up with. So you give them the expectations ahead of time so they know what's coming for them. And you tell students that as they work through the activity, you're going to give them a warning when they only have a few minutes left at a station, right? That helps them wrap things up. I think so often I do that with my own kids. I'm like, okay, well, time's up. Two minutes is up. But really they just needed like that 30 seconds to kind of finish watching the video or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. So I think Mm -hmm. that's important here. Then when it's time to rotate, give students the direction to move clockwise to the next station and then use your timer to see how quickly students can calmly rotate. And if the first transition is not perfect and it probably won't be, then that's your opportunity to, you know, discuss as a class, how can we improve for the next transition? And then every time students rotate to a new position, this is an opportunity to provide reminders, to give praise, right? Tell them what they're doing well. And you repeat this procedure until all students have completed all five stations. And this will likely take more than one class period. And I think that's okay, right? This is good quality work we're doing to set ourselves and our students up for success. So you can absolutely continue it the next day, just reminding students about those procedures. So once all the stations are finished, instruct students to go back to their original seats, reminding them like, okay, this is a transition too. And then I think once the activity is all done, it's really helpful to have a reflection, right? And you can ask your students some questions. What challenges or obstacles did they or their whole group face when transitioning from one station to another? How'd they overcome them? Or how did your group help you complete your station tasks, right? Because you can't just do them independently. Those rebus puzzles, that very first activity, those might be challenging or those word ladders, they're going to have to work together there. 
What did the station's activity teach them about working in a group and moving from one activity to another? Do they have any advice for their classmates or for you for making transitions or group work smoother for next time? So when you take the time to do a trial run of exactly how students should transition among activities in your class, as well as like, how do they actually behave in a group work setting? When you take the time to do that at the beginning of the year, then of course it's going to set your students up for success. And it's going to actually make you kind of excited to do small group work because you have a system in place. You can even make it competitive and say like, okay, well, the beginning of the year, we could transition in 20 seconds. Now it's the second half of the year. Can we do it in 15 seconds or whatever the case may be? Like adjust your expectations, help them rise up to meet them. Yeah. And I want to say um, just a few things about this in terms of how you can utilize uh, like my 15 minute classroom management strategy when doing transitions with your students. So I think that's episode, I just went and looked back. It's episode 139. So if you go back and listen to that episode, it talks all about what I had always used with my students, high school, middle school, fifth graders worked across the board. And a lot of our EV teachers have used it successfully too. But what I would do with my students is if we did it in 20 seconds, they got five seconds towards their class time. And so it's like each time they meet that transition expectation, they're being rewarded to it, rewarded for it toward our whole class goal. So it really did create like also an extrinsic motivation for getting it completed within that 20 second time period and meeting all of the expectations because we could say, Hey, do it calmly, do it in 20 seconds. And you're always going to have that kid who's going to run across the room and be crazy And, you know, we want to incentivize the rest of the group and everybody to work together toward this goal of of getting our seconds towards our time. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's episode 139 from two years ago, and it's still 100% applicable and very relevant to what we would suggest you do in your classrooms anyways as well. Um, So hopefully you guys use this activity with your students. If you do, let us know over on Instagram or threads. (laughs) We're on threads too, which is a new social media platform. If you're unfamiliar, we'll see what Zuck has in plan for us, has in store for us with that um, and how that goes. But definitely let us know somewhere um, on social media or if you're an EB teacher in our Facebook group, um, how this activity goes with your students and setting up those expectations for creating, you know, just quality transitions in between activities so that you can make the most, most of your class time. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and we will see you next week. I believe we have a guest interview next week on the podcast. So something a little different to look forward to. All right, everybody, welcome back to school and let's have a great school year together. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody.